Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning. What we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and get ourselves started. Mama Bell, as we are sitting here, go ahead and settle in. Mama Bell will head over to the piano, and she will kick us off with our first piece of business that she's going to do today, and we will just prepare on this good Friday to pray and meditate on the last seven words. Focusing most times, you will hear people 
when they do these Good Friday services, uh, they will bring in various preachers, and those preachers will all take a subject. Most of the time, you'll have seven different preachers. And they'll have what is called a platform service. A platform service is basically where they will put up a little lectern on the floor somewhere around the the altar down in the lower extremities of the church. The pulpit was up there. That's where the pastors sit. But uh, in this particular occasion, they would use the ministerial staff or various ministers. And they didn't preach up there. They went down in the lectrum area, down in the, in the lower area with the lectrum, and they called it the platform service. And I began to think about that, and I thought I'd call about seven preachers to spit two of them right here. But then it began to dawn upon me. Some things began to dawn upon me. The first revelation that dawned upon me that I would like to address to you for your consideration is a garden. The garden is the centerpiece of our story. It is the centerpiece of the Christian story. It was in the garden where the first man had access to all of humanity, all of creation. It was in the garden where the man reigned supreme. It was in the garden where the man ruled and super-ruled. It was in the garden where the man had dominion and all power. And it was in that garden after the effects of a tree that that man lost all his power. And it would be fitting that in the same atmosphere where the man lost his power is the same place where the man began to regain his power. The fall of man started in a garden, and the redemption of man started in a garden. That was fascinating to me. And then the fall of man, the proverbial death of man, the day that you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. He ate of that tree in the garden. It was the tree that killed man. And the process and the journey that came to fulfill that where the man died on a tree as the result of the garden. That's the first aspect that I would like for us to consider on this morning. And as we're considering that, I would like for you to calmly amongst yourselves pray about that reality. Be thankful for that reality, that what has begun was come full circle to completion. That is the first aspect of our prayer this morning as we do that quietly.
in recognizing our time, I ask your forgiveness on our not taking much in these moments of personal prayer. Uh, it's a great opportunity for you to meditate on it, just think about it a little bit, and definitely come back to this later on. But we move to our first word because from this garden now, yesterday, last night, which I arguably believe should be the centerpiece for another form of Christendom, and some people do celebrate this. We do Monday, Thursday, but I believe there should be Thursday night prayer. That's something to talk about down the road. But now that we have passed the garden, we're on the cross, and we find ourselves in our first word, our first prayer, if you will. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. I am a person who believes, and someone told me that I should put this on a T-shirt, and I feel like I should, that we should humanize the Bible, meaning bring it into relativity, connecting it relatively. Father, forgive them. That wasn't spiritualized. You have a man who's looking down at people who are brutalizing his good name, who are destroying his garments. They, they got a lottery going on down here for his clothes. And he's looking down. Now, I don't want to preach that message to you. But here's what I would like to you to consider. There are some people in your life over the last 364 days that have done some evil things to you. They didn't know what they were doing. They spit in your face. They treated you like garbage. They mistreated, spit in your dreams, shattered your hopes. This is a great opportunity, as our creator did, to just ask for them, pray for them. Father, they didn't know. They didn't know. Apparently, they didn't read over there when you said before I was formed in my mother's womb, you knew me and created me. They didn't know. Father, forgive them. We pray for them now. And then we find ourselves in the second point. Today you shall be with me in paradise. It is the ultimate idea of forgiveness. The ultimate idea of acceptance. Everybody deserves a second chance. Everybody deserves the opportunity at redemption. And for this man's 
to take a moment away from his own problems, to focus on not only the forgiveness of one, but the acceptance of one. Somebody is in your world and they are in desperate need of your forgiveness, of your acceptance. They know that they've messed up. They know that their decisions or their choices was not necessarily what they should be. But it's a great opportunity now to say, let that stuff go. 50 and 60 years ago, if we look back to the first word, it's poetic why this one comes after that. Father, forget, they didn't know what they were doing. They thought they were right. Some of us need to forgive our friends, our parents, our brothers, our sisters. I will admit to you that I did some things even in church 20 and 30 years ago. I thought that was right. I've now realized that those things and how we were taught were somewhat inaccurate. But I can't change my philosophy 20 years ago. I cannot erase my views from 20 years ago. But I can say from this moment, I will have a new identity. I believe some people are asking for that forgiveness from you, for that prayer from you, for that acceptance from you. Would you grant that acceptance, that art of forgiveness to them at this time? It's a very poetic thing that we take a moment to ask for the forgiveness, especially of our parents, because they're the only ones, number one, that we have. Number two, every parent deserves at least a semblance of respect, a semblance of gratitude. Was life properly or to your standards? Maybe not. Did they raise you right? Maybe, maybe not. But there's one thing that you can appreciate. The goodness that you have, the life that you have, the opportunities that you now have, this moment in time is possible regardless of the rearing, regardless of the past experiences, there's one thing they didn't do. They didn't abort you. They carried you to term. They nursed you, both inward and outward. And this is a great opportunity to, whether it's now or in heaven, to appreciate your mother, your grandmother, 
Because grandmother birthed mother. Who birthed you? That whole line of mothers are significant. All the dude did was dropped off a little piece of business and left. He might have stuck around, but truth be told, his job was done once the God got watered. But mama went through morning sickness and evening sickness, always hungry, carrying 15 and 20 extra pounds, bodies shifting, organs moving all about, body always being rearranged and disconfigured and reconfigured. Mama had to go through a lot carrying your big old self. Mama still got problems, sciatic pains, joint pains. She was a size 3, now she's a size 10. That's all your fault. Grandma was a Coca-Cola bottle, now she got a whole big watermelon. That's all your fault. Had to have something to sit your big self on. Be thankful for your mama. It take time today to care, especially if they're still with us, your mother. At this time, I'll ask my dear granny to pray on behalf of mothers. Most gracious and all-wise Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for mothers, God. We thank you for the sacrifices that they made. And, God, we just pray this morning that you will bless them. God, we pray especially for Miss Barbara Bell. Oh, God, as she's laboring on that piano to encourage our hearts, we ask you to bless her. We ask you to minister to her. Bless mothers everywhere. We thank you, we praise you, and we love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Now that we have meditated on our mothers, now we got to get down to the business. This is the hard reality, the hard pill that for some of us is difficult to swallow. Why is it relevant? The circumstances are same. But because of certain directions, because of certain ideals, because we were wired a certain way, sometimes it causes a drift. Even with Jesus walking in the perfect will of his Father, doing exactly what his Father told him to do. You ever did something, your mama told you to do something, and then when she saw it, she hated it. She couldn't see it. You look like trouble. You are the spitting image of trouble. You look like negativity. When all you are is a product of your environment, there's a lot of children who walk around in pain 
because they have been forsaken just because of who they are. Oh, I know you may disagree with them and you may not like their their system of living, their ideology, their idea on life. But they're still your boy. They're still your girl. I'm I'm still the little boy that you cradled in the little womb and the little bassinet that you fed the little milk to. Why now? Because I might be a Democrat and you're a Republican that we got to fight at the dinner table. Why? Because I might like uh, Joe Biden or, or AOC or Elizabeth Warren and you like Tucker Carlson. Why we got to be on our, at odds? Why did you hate me? Because I just want to do something that makes me feel good, that gives me passion, that gives me positive vibes. Why? When all I'm doing is responding to who I am. Today we bring awareness to those who are suffering in that mindset, who feel that pain. Father, mother, why have you turned your back on me? Why can't you look at me now? I'm I'm the same person. Why is it so different now? We pray for those who feel that pain this morning. Ezekiel had a moment when he found himself in a valley. And in that valley stood some bones that had now become dry. And while he was sitting there looking around, there was a little voice from heaven. God spoke to him and said, look, what do you think happened to these bones? Can these dry bones live? The significant part was not the answer. I'm sure you know it. You've heard it for years. I know a preacher just talked about it maybe not a month ago. The significant part to me is not what the response was the preacher or from the preacher. He said, God, I don't know. The significant part was not what God's response to the preacher's response. The significant response was how they got there. How do bones dry? Bones become dry because they lose fluid. They become dry because they're no longer lubricated. They become dry because they proverbially become thirsty. There are many of us who are walking around who are thirsty. We're thirsty for hope. We're thirsty for love. We are thirsty for passion. We're thirsty for dreams. We're thirsty for identity. We're thirsty for success. We are thirsty for acceptance. There are a lot of people who will wake up this morning thirsty. 
the world has beaten them down and they are now proverbially dry. And all they want is their thirst quench. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. We pray for thirsty people this morning. Now we come to the celebratory part. We have forgiven. We have recognized that the people have no idea what's going on. They, they are operating out of ignorance. We have forgave this morning. We have taken the time to put the past behind us and start fresh from this moment. We have done that. Yes, we have. We've taken the time to celebrate our mother. We have dealt with the fact of being forsaken, and we have had our first quest. And now we come to the finish line. It's all done now. Our past has been completed. Our troubles have now been done. Today we are thankful that it is finished. My dear brother Dennis, if you could pray a prayer of thanksgiving this morning that it is finished. Good morning. Lord God, we just want to thank you that you're journey on this earth was finished. You finished it for us so we may have a start, a new start, a new start in our lives, a new start in our redemption, a new start in our forgiveness. You know, sometimes in our lives we we try to avoid that new start, that new forgiveness, but uh, you finished it for us. And this day we remember that that you put yourself on that wooden tree, that you died for us, that you finished it for us, that we may have new redemption, new life, not only in ourselves, but in our spirit. Lord, we just want to thank you for that and give you all the glory, all of the glory, not just today, but tomorrow and forever. Amen. Finally, Mama Bell. We have an anthem we play around here. If you can prepare for that. Because now we're at the ultimate finish line where we are ready to just turn it over to God. Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. I commit all these things that we have prayed today. I surrender all these hopes and dreams and ideas and hurts and pains, all of it to be put at your feet. Celebrate today because I know one thing, that 
A, regardless of any of these six ideas we have dealt with today, there's one thing that is sure. And Mama Bell will play for us now what that one thing is. Enjoy your Good Friday, and we look forward to celebrating on Easter Sunday. Amen. Amen.